Hey, 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 welcome back for another episode of Chew the Bible. We are in Joshua 18 now. Let's get right to it. Land distribution at Shiloh. The entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh and set up... <laughs> Real quick, I have a cool story about Shiloh. There's a city. I had this old beat-up van. Chrysler Town and Country, like a 97 Chrysler Town and Country. And that thing was, it's a miracle. It had over like close to 300,000 miles on it. It, The transmission was jacked. It didn't even reverse. Like if you wanted to reverse, you had to like do tricks, like roll up hills and let the car roll, the van roll back or pedal like I was somebody from the Flintstones. Anyway, I got stories with that van. But in the short time I had it, and I think it was kind of hot when I got it, but shh, don't tell nobody. Um, That's a whole other story. Yeah, I, I can tell you all that offline so I incriminate myself. Anyway, so yeah, and it looked like, um, yeah, anyway, it was one of them old beat-up vans. And yeah, I somehow was able to drive that thing all the way out to North Carolina and do multiple Postmates deliveries in it, <laughs> and then make it all the way back to, uh, I was on my way back to Kansas City, and that joker straight up died in Shiloh, Illinois, of all places, but the cool thing is, to me, that was just like, I don't know, a sign from heaven that God was looking out for me, because I believe Shiloh means peace, right? Doesn't it? Place of peace? Let's look that up. Shiloh meaning. Yeah. I don't care about all that stuff about Tennessee. Apparently it's a Shiloh, Tennessee. Yeah. The meaning of Shiloh literally means place of rest. It was a city in the land of Ephraim, directly north of Jerusalem. Yeah, I need to write that. Shiloh. Place of rest. So God wanted me to rest. And my uncle came and picked me up in his cool Porsche. (laughs) And I'll never forget. Oh, it was freezing cold, too. I can't remember what time of year it was. Maybe December or January. I just know it was cold. February? I think it was February. That sounds about right. This is in 2018, somewhere around there. 2000. Anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it was 2018, February. And so I'll never forget it. Yeah, uncle comes and picks me up from St. Louis. My buddy and I, oh, we had been in that van all night, freezing. Oh, it was so cold. He came the next morning, got us. Um, Cause I yeah I didn't have like hardly any money I might have like fifty bucks to my name it was I was living reckless like it was nothing but God that and family that he orchestrated things to get me to where I went was able to get home anyway he came and picked me up I'll never forget it he's like boy you guys look like y'all had a lot of fun I was like you have no idea unk and so yeah. <laughs> the van couldn't get fixed at the shop the engine had blown a gasket. That's a whole nother story. But yeah, it's cool because, yeah, the car, the van died right outside of East St. Louis. And those of y'all know anything about East St. Louis, it, 
has a reputation for not being one of the best places you want to be at, especially overnight. So that was a blessing that the van died there in Shiloh, just outside of East St. Louis. Shiloh is like a nice, safe city. So, yeah, anyway, I got stories. All right. Uh, the entire Israelite, yeah. So back to the top. Joshua 18, the entire Israelite community assembled at Shiloh and set up the tent of meeting there. The land had been subdued before them, but seven tribes among the Israelites were left who had not divided up their inheritance. So Joshua asked the Israelites, how long will you delay going out to take possession of the land that the Lord, the God of your fathers gave you? <laughs> That's a question to all of us. How long are y'all going to delay going out to take possession of all the things God has already given you? Appoint for yourselves three men from each tribe, and I will send them out. They are to go and survey the land, write a description of it. Survey the land. That's one. That's the first thing they're supposed to do. Then write a description of it for the purpose of their inheritance. That's two. And then return to him. Then they are to divide it into seven portions. Judah is to remain in its territory in the south and Joseph's family in the ter their territory in the north. When you have written a description of the seven portions of land and brought it to me, I will cast lots for you. Here in the presence of the Lord, our God. But the Levites among you do not get a portion because their inheritance is the priesthood of the Lord. Poor Levites. Nah, they get the best. The Lord is their inheritance. Gad, Reuben, and half the tribe of Manasseh had taken their inheritance beyond the Jordan to the east, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave them. Verse 8, as the men prepared to go, Joshua commanded them to write down a description of the land, saying, Go and survey the land, write a description of it, and return to me. I'll then cast lots for you here. The Bible is very repetitive on some a lot of this stuff. Like you just said all that. But yeah, they got to. Anyway, let's keep going. All right. I will then cast lots for you here in Shiloh in the presence of the Lord. So the men left, went through the land, and described it by towns in a document of seven sections they returned to joshua at the camp in shiloh joshua cast lots for them at shiloh in the presence of the lord where he distributed distributed the land to the israelites according to their divisions <clears throat> all right benjamin's inheritance y'all remember benjamin benjamin i believe was the youngest of the brothers of the twelve tribes of Israel, the 12 sons of Israel. All right. The lot came up. Verse 11. Yeah, the lot came up for tri the tribe of Benjamin, the tribe of Benjamin's descendants by their clans and their allotted territory lay between Judah's descendants and Joseph's descendants. Hmm. Judah's descendants and Joseph's descendants. Hmm. Their border on the side began at the Jordan ascended to the slope of Jericho on the north through the hill country westward and ended at the wilderness around Beth Haven or Beth Haven. From there, the border went to, toward Luz to the southern slope of Luz. That is Bethel. It then went down by Adaroth Adar over the hill south of lower Beth Horon. 
On the west side, from the hill facing Beth Haran, on the south, the border curved turning southward and ended at Kiriath Baal, that is, Kiriath Jerem, a city of the descendants of Judah. This was the west side of their border. The south side began at the edge of Kiriath Jerem, and the border extended westward. It went to the spring at the waters of Nephtoah. The border descended to the foot of the hill that faces Ben Hinnom valley at the northern end of Rephim valley it ran down Hinnom valley toward the south jebusite slope and downward to enrogel it curved northward and went to in shemesh and on to gilioth which is opposite the ascent of adamim and continued down to the stone of bohan son of reuben then it went north to the slope opposite the Araba and proceeded into the plains. The border continued to the north slope of Beth Hogla and ended at the northern bay of the Dead Sea at the southern end of the Jordan. This was the southern border. The Jordan formed the border on the east side. This was the inheritance of Benjamin's descendants by their clans according to its surrounding borders. Benjamin's cities. These, verse 21, these were the cities of the tribe of Benjamin's descendants by their clans, Jericho, Beth Hogla, Emek, Kizzes, Beth Araba, Zerayim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophrah, not to be confused with Oprah, Shephar, Ammonai, Ophni, and Geba, 12 cities with their settlements, Gibeon, Ramah, Beeroth, Mizpah, Shephira, Moza, Rechem, Irpil, Tarla, Zila, Halith, Jebus, that is Jerusalem, hmm. Gibeah, and Kiroth, 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 14 cities with their settlements. This was the inheritance for Benjamin's descendants by their clans. Ooh. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> I apologize, y'all, because um, Joshua 19 is going to be more of that exact same thing. So is Joshua 20. So is Joshua 21. So is Joshua. Yeah. The next two chapters. All right. There's only one note from Mr. Tony, 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 or two notes. All right, it says Joshua reprimanded them and basically said, look, this land isn't going to divide up itself. Again, we're reminded that though God's promises may be within our reach, they may not be in our hands. God had promised Israel the land, but the people still had to do the work of taking it. The people had to do this work of taking it similarly god feeds the birds of the sky but they still have to hunt for their worms god has a purpose for your life but you must walk with him by faith to see that purpose become a reality <sighs> casting lots this is having me thinking like as a particular uh there's a particular worm that I'm <laughs> debating whether to go hunt for right now. But I'm not trying to send that, that worm mixed signals. 
because I said I was a good. I don't think it's a good idea for us to talk right now. But not saying this person is a worm, but I hope y'all get the analogy. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Casting lots was something like rolling dice, but Israel understood that nothing happens by chance. By casting lots, Joshua was acknowledging that it was God's decision to decide which tribe received which section. They were rolling some dice. Hmm. Should we go to bed early tonight? Nope, we're going to knock out the rest of Joshua. We got this. All right, let's hop on that Romans road, my friends. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, <clears throat> but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 5.8 says, But God showed us his love toward us, and that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10.13 says, Whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10.9-10 says, That if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For those who have never accepted Jesus into your heart, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust you, Jesus Christ, alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. I'll be back.